Hallelujah. Praise the living God. This is Brother Nelson. This is Praise Jesus Christ Ministries. Welcome. This is our podcast. Uh, if you're new, we thank you for you know, coming here. We hope you stick around. We're going to be reading from the Holy Bible. Uh, we are reading through every book of the Bible. Right now, we are up to the book of Psalms. We started out reading with chapter 1 all the way from Genesis. We're up to chapter 1 still in the book of Psalms now. Let's read it. It's a very short chapter. We're going to break some of it down. Uh, I'm very excited. Amen. Lord, forgive us for our sins. Wash us in your holy blood, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Guide us as we read the word, Lord. Hide it in our heart, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, as we're reading the book of Psalms, I want you guys uh, to keep this in mind. A psalm is a song. These are literal songs to be sung. You should be singing this in your praise and worship, along with whatever con contemporary music, along with prophetic songs. Sing the scripture. A good way to get the scripture inside of your heart, inside of your memory, so it would bubble up out of your mouth, is to sing it. Amen? So, this is Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. It means that you don't, you don't take all of your advice from people who are not saved. It's that simple. It doesn't mean that they don't have nothing to offer. They can offer a lot of wisdom on earthly things. But they can't offer you wisdom on spiritual things. Um, they can't tell you about scripture. Because they're not saved. They don't have the spirit of God inside of them. This is a spiritual book. It's spiritually understood. You need the Holy Spirit to open up the revelation of the, of the word. This is why when you have people who are not saved and they have a form of godliness or they even know the Bible, but they're in like a cult or a they follow a different gospel, a different Jesus, what you'll realize is they're just following the letter. It's just dead letter. But because they don't have the spirit of God inside of them, they don't have that power, the authority of Christ. And therefore, you don't see signs and wonders. Therefore, you don't see lives transformed. People are still dead in their sins. People are following uh, the flesh and traditions of men, right? Rather than the commands of God. Notice how verse one, it, it opens up blessed is the man. This is something that you as a believer, you want to be. You know, this is a great thing to pray. Lord, help me to not follow the counsel of the ungodly, right? Nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Amen. Verse two, but his, his delight, who's the light? This man who's, who's blessed, right? His delight is in the law of the Lord. When it says the law of the Lord, we become in the volume of the book. We understand that today we live in the new covenant, the new testament. It's a greater covenant than the old. The old was pointing to the new. The law and the prophets, the law of Moses, 
the prophets who were, and in the scriptures and the patriarchs, they all were pointing to the Messiah, which is Jesus Christ. At his death, the death of the testator is when the testimony begins. We have the New Testament, technically, when the crucifixion happens. And we delight in the law referring to the New Covenant, right? Because it came from everything which was written before, right? His delight is in the law of the Lord. We are in the law of the Spirit. This means that the Holy Ghost lives inside of you as a believer, and God is telling you what to do 24-7, thought by thought, minute by minute, moment by moment. Whereas in the Old Testament, uh, men had to follow 613 laws that they could not even keep. The only person who was able to keep it 100% was Jesus Christ. Everyone else who made it in, into Abraham's bosom, into paradise in the Old Testament, it was by faith, right? It's no different in the New Testament. You're saved by grace through faith, not of your own works, not of your own actions. You cannot save yourself. Jesus saved you at the cross, amen? His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. When it says that we meditate on the scripture, you're thinking about it, you're pondering on it, you're, uh, you're rolling around in your mind, you know. The Bible says that, that the wicked, God is not in his thoughts, meaning, therefore, his law, his word, right? The whole Bible. This, again, we come in the volume of the book. If you delight in the law, you delight in Genesis to Revelation. You delight in uh, personal revelation that the Holy Spirit gives you. It's all law. It's all command. But, you know, we delight in that New Testament. Amen. Um, verse 3, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Now, this verse, verse 3, is talking about this man who's blessed. This man, he's a saint. He's a righteous. He's a vessel made of honor. He's a righteous man. He's a born-again believer. He's, he's a spiritual Jew. He's of spiritual Israel. The, the believer is a tree. The non-believer is a tree as well. When you look in the Gospels, and Jesus heals a man who is blind, he heals him, right? And at one point, the man says, I, I, I see men as trees. He was seeing people in the spirit. That, that's, that's the revelation with that and how it connects to this is if someone is not saved, they're like a corrupt tree, a dying, dead, rotten or rotting, a petrified tree, if you will. They have bad fruit. Nothing good is coming out of it. When someone is in Christ, when they are born again by the spirit of God, they're a good tree. They have good fruit. They're watered. They have leaves. They're bountiful, right? There's even a part in the Bible where it talks about uh, the different nations as trees, and it compares Jerusalem to like a tree, and it's really interesting. I recommend you go to Jeremiah 17. Check out that chapter, right? Look at verse 4. We're almost done. It's a very short chapter. The ungodly are not so. So who's the ungodly? 
the ungodly, that category is anyone who is not born again. Anyone who does not follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, which is Jesus Christ, right? The ungodly, the non-Christian, the ungodly are not, but they're not blessed. They don't delight and they do not delight in the Lord. Uh, they take counsel from other ungodly people, right? That's why they stay in their sin, right? You, you know, um, if you hang around with people, you become like them. They rub off on you. Um, the ungodly people, they do not meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. They meditate on their sin. You know, the Bible says that people make a mock at sin. You know, they, uh, one of the things that God hates is people who they rush to do evil. They, they, they want to shed innocent blood. This is what the ungodly do, right? Basically, the opposite of verse 1 through 3, the exact opposite is what the ungodly do. That was once me and you before we were saved. If you're not saved, you're doing the opposite of verse 1 to 3. When you get saved, you should be doing verse 1 to 3. Um, the ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Meaning that when someone is not saved, the Lord is not their portion. The promises and the blessings of God, they don't belong to the non-believer. They don't belong to the person who rejects God. You cannot expect to, to reject God, but then demand his promises and demand his blessings. It's, it's like if, if you live in America, but you're demanding the medical uh, system of France. It doesn't work that way. If you live in a nation, you have to deal with the laws, rules, and regulations of that nation. You can only reap the benefits of being a citizen of that nation. Whereas if you, you can't be in one nation and want to reap the benefits of a different nation. It's sort of like that. And it's actually very fitting as a comparison because even the Bible says that, you know, where there's two types of kingdoms, if you will. The people who are not saved in the world, they're of the kingdom of Satan. Whether they realize it or not, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, putting candles on the ground, forming pentagrams and sacrificing children. Or if they're just a soccer mom, if they're rejecting Jesus Christ, knowingly or unknowingly, they are of the kingdom of Satan. They're a child of the devil. But when someone gets born again, they're born of the spirit of God. They now become a manifested son of God, referring to male or female. They become a child of God. They, they become translated into the kingdom of the dear son of the father, which is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Um, you're a part of a kingdom, whether you realize it or not, right? We're going to read that again. The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. If you want to be in the congregation of the righteous, if you want to be in the church, which is not a building, it's, it's, it's a living organism, the believers, past, present, future, beyond space and time, mind you, the bride of Jesus Christ. He's our husband, right? For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, 
but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Meaning it's there's nothing good coming from it. It's destruction. It's doom and gloom. It's weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's hell. That's, that, that's the portion of the non-believer if they die rejecting Jesus Christ. Notice that it says that, that the Lord in that last verse, verse 6, he knows the way of the righteous. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. One of the earliest names of Christianity before it was called Christianity, before Christians were called Christians in Antioch in the book of Acts, they were called followers of the way because they followed this way, this manner, this new way, right? And this way was the new covenant, the new testament. People at that time, it was hard for them to understand because the Bible says for, for the Jew, Christ is, is a stumbling block because they were expecting the Messiah at that time to come and, and, and in a different way. You know, they knew the scriptures, but they didn't know the author of, of life, you know. Um, so the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were confusing people um, on what they thought the Messiah was going to come as. They thought he was going to come as a lion, but he came as a lamb, right? Uh, one of the interesting things, when you look at prophecy, uh, Jesus has already fulfilled over like like 200 prophecies, 300 already. Uh, it's like there's like 350 in the whole Bible, something like that. Um, anyways, that's, that's Psalm chapter one. Um, I could go on and on and on, but I'm not. You know, I want y'all to read on your own time, grow and mature on your own time, do your own research, rightly divide the word. If you read that psalm without a working knowledge of the Bible, you wouldn't know all that. This is why it's good to have people to teach. God will use people to teach you. He'll use people to explain sound, good doctrine, good teaching. And you get that by knowing your Bible, feasting on the word, scripture upon scripture, precept upon precept, your doctrine, your teaching will become mature. You will go from the milk of the gospel to the meat. In other words, you will become a, a baby in Christ to like, like an adult, but you never think you're a know-it-all. You should be learning every time you're reading. I've read this chapter many, many times. And for, for many of you, so have you. But some of you, you neglect certain parts of the Bible because you feel it's not relative. Some of you, you neglect the Old Testament because you, you're, you're kind of afraid of it. They don't really mention it in your Bible studies or at your local church service. They don't even talk about sin. And uh, some of you, you know, you're, you're used to a lukewarm version of Christianity and not a biblical version. I encourage you, go through the word, revisit the scripture, return to your first love, and you'll be blessed. Amen. I appreciate your time. If you have questions, message us, email us. Um, we appreciate your prayers. If you need prayer, reach out. Um, again, this is Praise Jesus Christ Ministries. Um, if you're in the Orlando area um, and you're seeking fellowship, we have in-person services on Sundays. Starting July, we're going to have uh, prayer meetings and um, Bible studies every other Thursday. And uh, 
if you need deliverance also feel free to reach out um we are willing to help you if we're led by the holy spirit um and if you're led amen shalom